Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Oh, it's been an explosive first hour, one 736 736 So many Collingwood fans wanting to have their say and footy supporters across the 18 teams wanting to dissect and have a look at how their club fared in what was a crazy trade period. And as is always the case, a lot of the deals took until the last minute. We're taking your calls through until 12 o'clock. Sam Edmonds going to join us in a matter of moments. New Eagle, Alex Witherden, is off to the West Coast Eagles from Brisbane Lions. Um, and we're going to speak to Orazio Fantasia as well. Adam Trelaw also facing the media, which we will take a portion of that before 12 o'clock this afternoon. We'll get to all of your calls as well. Promise you that before 12 o'clock. We've got Michael, Louis, Tom. Albie, Farrell and Don all lined up and ready to go. But this man has been super busy and he's done an outstanding job covering the trade period for us on Trade Radio and at SEN. He's the Chief Sports Reporter, Sam Edmund. Sammy, um, we got it done, but it was a flurry of activity late as expected. Good morning to you. I'm still exhaling, Kane Corns. It has been a massive deadline day, wasn't it? Twelve deals done, of course, in something, as you say, of a deadline day frenzy. 36 deals done in total across the free agency trade and pick swap landscapes. And at the end of it all, Kane, only two really didn't get done that were active mm. at the end. One's Josh Dunkley, as predicted, really. And the other one's Jackson Haightley, albeit the latter has that soft landing of the pre-season draft. And a number of them came really late. And when I say late. I'm talking last five minutes. Cameron to Geelong, Trelaw to the Dogs and Coldwell to the Bombers. Those three in particular breathing a big sigh of relief. Yeah, well, so let, let's work through the wash-up behind it. Um, I want to start with what I thought was going to be the biggest deal, and that was Jeremy Cameron from the Giants once the Giants matched. They did a great job, I think, the, the Giants. I know it's not ideal with the players that have left, but they salvaged as best they could out of a really difficult situation and forced Geelong to pay a lot more than they wanted to. I agree. There's no way Geelong were willing to pay initially three first-round picks. Now, in the end, they've parted with, obviously, all three of them, 13, 15 and 20, and a future fourth-round selection. So that's great for GWS, as you say. I agree, making the best of a, a shocking situation, really. But then the Cats have done well, too, because they've got a player in who could win them a premiership, help mm. them win a premiership. And then they've also got two future second round selections uh, tied to the Bombers. And you mentioned this earlier, it sets them up well for next year as well as everything else they're going to have next year from a draft perspective and a much stronger draft with hopefully things going back to normal, more exposure to kids playing football in, in our state here, Victoria. So I think the Cats have done really well. Ultimately they paid more, but sometimes you just got to pay more, Kane, to get a guy in who could be the difference. Mm. Uh, you've been all over the um, well the unfolding events out of Collingwood, and I've, I must admit I've never seen anything like it. Like it was just a, a genuine garage sale, or as one caller put it this morning, it was your hard rubbish collection where you put everything out on your front lawn and hope the neighbours come by and pick it off, which is what the other clubs did to Collingwood. Adam Trelaw, we weren't sure whether it was going to get done. It must have been such a last-minute deal that went through uh, just before 7.30. 
It got done at 7.29, Kane, to be wow. precise. So 7.29 with one minute to go. And even those closest to him had had moments where they thought it actually wasn't going to happen. I mean, what more can you say about Collingwood? If I'm a Collingwood member... I, I want a, a fire sale forum. I want to be sat down and walk through exactly how the club has got to this position and how they plan to move forward and what their long-term strategy is. I mean, they have a members forum every year. So if I'm a member, I'm expecting Collingwood to come completely clean on it because at the moment, what we're hearing from Ned Guy, I don't think anyone is believing and we had the opportunity and we do thank him for putting himself up last night on, on SEN to ask him those questions. Mm. I'm just not sure people are buying it. I mean, Jaden Steve, Tom Phillips for 65. I mean, they're paying him $500,000 a year, Kane. At 65? Jaden Stevenson effectively traded for pick 26 two years after winning the Rising Star and a year after extending a contract through to 2023 worth, don't worry, worth around $580,000 a season. Adam Trelaw done for pick 14 and a future second, but the Pies also had to give the Dogs two second rounders and they'll have to pay a lot of Adam's contract in the years ahead. I mean, this guy led the league in disposals last year, one of their very best midfielders. So like Stevenson, Trelaw's contract was extended out again little more than a year ago. So all three guys, while Collywood might say they're leaving for different reasons, at the end of the day, they're all paid far more than what you would say they are worth and that's all Collywood's doing. Yeah, it is. And what do you make of Nathan Buckley's activity on Twitter. I mean, he, he almost had a crack at you. Well, he did have a crack at you for a report that you had about mm. a conversation that had with Adam Trelaw. I'm much more believing of your report now after listening to Jaden Stevenson speak yesterday to SEN where he said he was the one that jumped on the phone to speak to Nathan Buckley and then Bucks told him that he didn't want him to be there. What did you make of uh, Jaden Stevenson's comments yesterday? They were rather explosive as well. That was staggering, wasn't it? I, I couldn't believe that he had to pick up the phone to ring the Collingwood coach. And his version of events, how blunt is, is the reply? That has been disputed this morning by the football manager, Jeff Walsh, just for the record on Triple M, saying that that version of events isn't correct. And Jaden, from Collingwood's point of view, was not in the dark over his playing future. So make of that what you will. But Adam Trelaw speaking today at 11.30. I might wander down to the kennel, Kane, and mm. maybe just uh, see how forthcoming Adam is willing to be on this because it has been said people close to Adam that if he ever gets the opportunity to tell his version of events it will make uh, Jaden Stevenson's story look like tiddlywink so we'll see what happens there and how forthcoming he's willing to be now that he is well and truly moving on with his career and his life but don't worry that conversation from Nathan Buckley to Adam Trelaw had an element of it that he was told, Adam Trelaw, that senior players at the club, some of them, had agreed that the best course of action was for Adam to look elsewhere. Mm, right, well, that is explosive. Looking forward to that today. We'll bring it to you right here on the Captain's Run. Adam Trelaw's comments when he fronts the media. Um, the dogs did well. I think they've been lauded, and mm. rightly so. But they had a big decision to make. Oh, I would have done the Josh Dunkley deal for pick seven and a future second, considering how jammed it's going to be in their midfield. But he stays. How do you think that atmosphere will be when he walks back in for day one of pre-season? 
I think if there's one player you can do this to in the competition, it's Josh Dunkley. I know what you're saying. There'll be an element of awkwardness about it, but it's not like the dogs weren't speaking to Josh Dunkley throughout. They were pretty much in daily conversation and they were rock solid privately, publicly and with Josh Dunkley that it was going to be two first-round picks and people say, oh, he's not worth two first-round picks. Well, maybe not, but he's worth what the dogs say he's worth. He's got two years Mm. to run on a contract. He was never for sale. They were somewhat blindsided. Well, they were blindsided. They admitted that publicly, Sam Power on Trade Radio. And and they Essendon did amazingly well to get a commitment from him, but they were never going to give up two first-round draft picks either. So someone had to blink massively for this trade to happen. We always said it wasn't going to. And the dogs, as it turned out, they said it was zero posturing from them, and it absolutely wasn't. They had bought approval early on that they were going to hold Josh Dunkley to the contract should they not get the two first-round picks, knowing full well that Essendon were always going to be highly unlikely, uh, and Essendon termed it as bankrupting the club if they were to give up two of those top mm. ten draft picks, and, and fair enough. They've still got a strong draft hand, a generational hand in the draft. But that's no skin off the dog's nose, Kane. They wanted to keep him. They always did. So now it's up to Luke Beveridge to make it fit. I mean, premiership coach, you make it work, don't you? OK, you've got a glut of midfielders there, but we're going back to 22 games next year or whatever it might be. We're going back to regular minutes or close there too. Um, you, you're getting in a ruckman, so Josh Dunkley doesn't have to ruck. Does Marcus Bontempelli spend a bit more time forward. Um, they've got a, a prodigy coming in in Jamari Eugle-Hagans. There's a lot to like about the dogs, but it, it will be a jigsaw puzzle for Luke Beveridge to fit in. But the club have been totally aligned. And with Adam Trelaw as well, Kane, um, a very positive meeting. That was almost what sealed it on the Tuesday night, I believe it was, with the coach Luke Beveridge having Adam Trelaw and his partner Kim Revalian over to his house. They had a great meeting there. They hit it off um, and, and it panned out exactly how the dogs wanted. They got Trelaw mm. at their price, $600,000 a season, and they keep Josh Dunkley. I thought there was a number of clubs that performed exceptionally well. Um, what it does do, though, is it, it adds a, a degree of pressure to the clubs with, with what they've got. I think there'll be a significant degree of pressure on Luke Beveridge, considering his finals record since 2016. I think Simon Goodwin has no more excuses. The shuffling of the decks in the coaching department, they now have a key forward. The list is absolutely stacked. Brisbane, highly disappointing in a couple of finals in the last two seasons. No excuses there. Geelong, well, they've almost got to win it. There's there's none there with the list that they've got. So only one team can win it, Sammy, but there's going to be significant pressure on the back of great performances from the list bosses at a number of clubs. There is, and you lift the, left the club off there, I reckon. Carlton just have Port to play well. finals. Yeah. Carlton uh, have to play yep. finals next year. I reckon Carlton have to win a final. Um, that's that's where I see them, and and I shouldn't leave out Port Adelaide as well. I mean, they'll be finish top of the ladder. Add two players who are going to walk into your best twenty-two next year. Yeah, I think there's some pressure there. So, I mean, there's six or seven clubs that are going to be great storylines next year. Indeed, but all those clubs did well. We can only judge them on the trade period at the moment. All of them did well in terms of identifying players and getting them in. We know Port, that's a real needs basis with Alir. Carlton gets some real speed in like they always wanted. Melbourne was screaming out for the key forward. They got him. So they've all done really well in that space. Geelong, okay, they overpaid like we said. But, I mean, at the end of the day, who's going to be thinking about that in round one when Jeremy Cameron lines up alongside Tom Hawkins inside 50 and you've got Isaac Smith screaming off a wing and Sean Higgins kicking at 95% efficiency inside 50. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be the case. Hey, Sammy, um, you're going to head down to the Witten Oval and cover this uh, presser for Adam Chaloy. If you get an opportunity to, to ask a question, what, what would your first question be? 
Oh, I'm going to ask him about that conversation with Nathan Buckley. If Jaden Stevenson laid out the uh, landscape for us last night on that, I would like to drill into uh, Adam Trelaw's experience with the Collingwood coach. Mm. All right, mate. Look forward to your coverage of that. Do you get to take a break after this week? What's on? What's in store for you? Uh, yes, Kane. Oh, it's a great pleasure to say I will be putting the feet up next week. But after all this activity, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> I might have the shakes. Good problem to have. Congratulations on your work, mate, and we'll catch up after your holiday. Likewise. Thanks, Kane. G'day. Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free, and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.